Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the final hour is here. Friday edition of Getting You to the Weekend. Live from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Honey Withrow for Hot Mike. Uh, across the Outkick Network, which you can find on YouTube to search out Outkick. We hope you'll subscribe, like, and share the channel. Chad, we've got uh, Ryan One hour Leaf. left, Hunt. we got to close strong. Close strong. In about 20 minutes. Great conversation yep. ahead there with the quarterbacks and more. Uh, now hosting the Straight Line Pod friend of the show and we'll get his take on quarterback class he's got some opinions on the top wide receivers as well and expectation and pressure versus listening to your critics which he's been very open and honest about and I'm curious what he would say to CJ Stroud or anyone else that's quote-unquote falling down draft boards I'd like to, the draft. I can't wait to ask him also about you know we, we talked about certain quarterbacks that may be Later first round, like a Hendon Hooker, yeah. or second round, or you know possible third round picks. I think about you know Desmond Ritter a year ago in Atlanta, Malik Willis with the Titans, mm-hmm. and a good spot to be in from a pressure standpoint, from a draft pick standpoint. Not about the most money or being the highest draft pick, but the value of a quarterback being drafted in the right spot where there's not a ton of pressure early, where they can develop more, and it's a good system fit for them that turns out to be ideal. I'll give you an example. Jalen Hurts in Philly. That was perfect. Perfect landing spot for him, and now he's the richest guy in the NFL. So maybe, you know, just the not one player necessarily, but I can't wait to ask Ryan about the concept of fit and spot that minimizes pressure. Just thinking, Jordan Love, opposite of great situation i mean you want to play well before year four right you know and and my guess is backing up aaron Rodgers in that situation was much like aaron Rodgers backing up brett Favre years ago not very good even though you know everyone's teammates not very good the one thing i haven't heard anything on is development of jordan love and he's had nothing to do but develop and it could have been the perfect spot had Aaron Rodgers played one more year and there was no pressure right. on him in year one, right? right. But well, it, then he went on to win. It MVP. turned into an back awkward situation because Aaron Rodgers didn't want him there. Chad, reports are that the Las Vegas A's, whenever the Oakland A's moved to Vegas, the first season could be in 2027. I'm surprised it's not sooner. Are you? That is a and, long... And 2027 would be the AAA ballpark they could play in at the time before they actually go into their ballpark. That is a long, long wake that's going to happen because the death of the Oakland oh. A's has already happened. They have flatlined. They have no pulse. And to have to stay in Oakland, that is so awkward. It is 2023. I know. Let's, let's do the math. The rest of this miserable season with this miserable team that they're not even really trying to win and not trying to improve stadium facilities at all. Well, 2024, 2025, 
2026. And that's, and that's the basically four whole seasons they're going to play in Oakland. Well, but but they're considering trying to move to the Triple A park just full time prior to when the like not even spend another season in Oakland. They would just move to the Triple A affiliate. Well, that, that's that they should absolutely do the that. Aviators. <laughs> if if Major League Baseball will let them. I, if I mean, look, the Oakland Coliseum is a dump. So their standards must be pretty low for a major league facility. But, but I feel like there's some sort of standard where you can't play too long in a minor league facility if you're a major league baseball team. But if they can, leave now. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, kick the minor league team out immediately and go play there. So, I, I, I mean, this would be a great attendance for the A's. I'm not trying to... The, the stadium, the, the ballpark that they're considering in Vegas before they open, which will be a 30,000-seat stadium, is capacity at 10,000. That's, I mean, that's crazy to think about the environment there versus traveling anywhere else. It's like, it's like the, you know, the one-off games for Field of Dreams or whatever. Puerto Rico. When yeah. they go there, yeah, for the Little League World Series games. Or in Pennsylvania, yeah. They play the one in, uh, in yeah, in, in, in Williamsport. Pennsylvania. I, mean, I understand why. Series. Maybe it'll be an upgrade for them. Oh, for sure. And again, it, to me, it would just be a, a letting Major League Baseball allow you to use a, a minor league park. Yeah. But I mean, get there in 2024 as soon as possible. If that's an option, get out of Oakland. It's only going to get uglier and uglier. You're, you're going to play in front of no one, and you're all, you're playing in a an awful venue. So get to the minor league park quick. Matt Patricia and Darius Slay are reuniting. And it's with the Eagles. But they also, you know, they had some beef in the past with Detroit. Because Darius Slay left the Lions, joined the Eagles, and just lit a blowtorch on what was going on with the former head coach, Matt Patricia, of the Detroit Lions. But now he joins that staff and joins a loaded roster. I don't know if the... I'm not saying this is the Nick Saban rehab that some coaches go through to... uh, to help out because if Belichick didn't help him last year, and I don't understand what Belichick was doing, um, Philly, you know, you could get the uh, the rub from the possible Super Bowl champion in 2023-24 Eagles. But I'm curious how Slay handles this whenever he speaks on it. I, I like that. <clears throat> I like it when a player, anyone, is honest about their feelings about he was someone. Honest. Or a coach, but let this be a lesson to Darius Slade that when you mouth off to this level about someone, it, what goes around comes around, and you can end up playing or working with that person again. So until you're retired from the league, maybe cool it on Matt Patricia is an evil person and an awful coach talk because there may come a day if you continue to play that you have to work for him again or work with him, and this is the example that we have now. I, I would expect Matt Patricia um, to be professional, yeah. About this and not be a big issue. And this goes but, back to 2020 when he said that he lost all respect. Slay lost all respect for Matt Patricia and how he handled a, a, meet, a team meeting room with him. Yeah, I'm also extremely pissed if I'm Matt Patricia. I'm holding that grudge coming in. So they'll bury it. At some point he'll do his job, but um, can't, can't be pleasant in the early going now that those two are reunited. Well, I'm thinking of Belichick cussing out Brady in meetings. You know, yeah. we've heard those stories. And it ties... To get everyone else's attention? Yeah, that was, so we take... For, yeah, so from 
and Patricia's been there and seen that. And now Darius Slay is disrespected and loses all respect for his former head coach, which, I mean, I wouldn't respect the record either for what no. was going on in Detroit. But it ties in with Brady because Antonio Brown says that he, uh, the fallout between he and Brady stems from Brady cussing out his agent, which is, I mean, I would expect Brady to do that. Yeah. Cussed it, out anyone. Cussed out his agent about Antonio Brown? Or about just a personal beef with the agent. He says, my, guy, my agent is getting called, cursed out by Tom Brady over why he's pushing back for the contract for scraps. <laughs> I Imagine if you heard that the same guy oh, that brought so you in to win a ring, the same agent he told you to hook up with to go get the deal, he's not telling me. The guy's calling him saying, yo, cursing him out about scraps of a contract is uh, what he... Uh, Antonio Brown is saying on the million dollars uh, I, worth of game I hear podcast. this and I just like Tom Brady even more. Uh, me too. Because what other player is going to pick up the phone and call another player's agent to cuss them out because he's pissed that he went to bat for someone and now the player wants more money because he did a good job and Brady's calling him personally I mean, to say you need to stop fighting back on this. He, he, will, he will take what we pay him. Basically, but, is what Tom Brady, he is acting on behalf of the Bucks organization and saying, your client will take whatever the bleep we pay him and you will shut up about it I, and stop negotiating. But I don't Amazing. know, with Antonio Brown, I don't know what is reality and not. I mean, he, he's, he screenshots messages from Brady and puts it on social media. He has uh, a, he had that children's book, what appeared to be a children's book that was uh, photoshopped. And it, oh, that's right. And he put it on Instagram. Says, and the title of the book was Daddy Doesn't Live Here Anymore. <laughs> and it was, it was Brady sitting alone in the home with mom and the kids packing up and leaving. In the, in, and you could see Brady in the window. I mean, I just, the guy's lost his mind. So I don't even know if this part is true anymore. With someone like Antonio Brown, I, I do wonder because he's always been a bit of a loose loose cannon, right? Drew but Rosenhaus now it's, it's gotten, fired him, yeah, not the other way around. It's gotten worse over the years. So yeah. the biggest fear is like it's somehow CTE related or head trauma related. Um, the other thing is maybe he was just always a little nuts. I think that might be part of it, well, and it's just manifesting itself a little bit more now. Yeah, but I mean, I mean mental first, health it can, it can creep up on you in different ways. And it can compromise yeah. your, your mental health. But also, I feel like with Antonio Brown, maybe this was always there and we're just seeing more of it now because his behavior is completely unstable. But think, I mean, the locker room with both he, Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben, I mean, just the Steelers. The first story I remember of him just being I was like, what's he doing? was when he went live on Instagram or... It, it, um, during the halftime speech. Halftime or postgame. It was one of the two. And it was... it was, I mean, this may have been the days of Ustream. It was so long ago. But I, I don't... I, I just remember thinking, like, what is he doing? And then that stems into wanting to be traded. Le'Veon Bell sits out that following year. Craziness in Pittsburgh. And meanwhile, he comes into Tampa after what happened in Oakland and then plays well. Plays great with Brady. And then, I mean, to a point where you're thinking, he's got a lot left. He's, he can actually put it together. And then the moment it ends with Brady, he's blowtorching the guy on, uh, on social media. 
January 17, 2017. I want to look up when that happened. That is when he was in the Steelers locker room going live on social media. And that's where Mike Tomlin blasted him yes. for doing that later. But he was live streaming the coaches talking to him and secretly posted the video of Mike Tomlin talking. It was following a victory, and he was getting Mike Tomlin talking about the win. And it was in KC? I think so. I, yeah, yeah, it was it, a road game. Yeah, because the Kansas City locker room is very tight quarters. I mean, it's, it's awful <laughs> for the visiting team at Arrowhead. So that I remember that because there's no way that there's no way that he could have been doing that and not know that what he was doing was broadcasting live. Yeah, the, like Tomlin. This was in advance of an AFC Championship game that year. He was on Facebook Live. Facebook Live. He then later deleted it. <laughs> but so it does, I, it I, I wanted to know. I wanted to know the time, um, only because, and they were going to New England for the AFC Championship game that year, only because uh, that, that you're right. That was kind of the first big signal that. Man, this guy just isn't like celebrating on the field and doing some crazy yeah. things at times. Well, there may have been other something things, else that, is going on, but yeah. that was six years ago. Yeah, and that was a little over six years ago that started. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, police are investigating and uh, assault allegation. Uh, video evidence could prove he's innocent. That's his side of things. Police reportedly investigating uh, alleged assault. The new Ravens wide receiver accused by an unnamed woman of putting his hand around her neck, that's the quote from the report, at Delilah in Los Angeles, this through TMZ. The woman alleges the, that Beckham went up to her, grabbed her throat with light pressure, according to the report, and then neither left the venue after the alleged incident. There was no further issues throughout the night, and then the report was filed a few days later. So, surface level, I think the headline does a disservice to Odell Beckham Jr. in this case based on just the details of the report from the woman alone. Yeah, there's a lot of this. Uh, Jonathan Majors, the actor, now and, I know is, is going through this also. But there would be video evidence and, too. Yeah, and but there's a lot of, uh, just with Jonathan Majors' case, you know, his attorney's like, we have irrefutable evidence that this is completely made up and in fact my client is the victim of an assault if anyone is from this woman and now there's other there's other women testifying against him uh, in trial so i say that because one allegation you know could lead to others claiming different things also could, but the, the owner of delilah in LA is saying that we were contacted about this investigation. We reviewed the videos. The claim is false. There's no evidence of this person even being in the area where she claimed the incident occurred. And again, like nothing happened that evening. And a few days later, it was hand around the throat, light pressure. And we're quoting the police report or the allegation. Yeah. Again, I we'll, we'll see what stems we'll, from we'll this. We'll monitor. We'll monitor um, the story. But I, I don't think this would even have affected his signing last week in Baltimore. No, I don't think so. This yeah. isn't one that I saw and I thought, oh man, Baltimore's really you know, uh, mad yeah. about that now. Well, that headline that wise, initially, when I saw the headline, I'm like, oh, what's going down? Yeah. And then you read the details of it and it's like, uh, this, this just seems off. It's a wait and see. This, yes. one, this one to me was an immediate wait and see. Um, coming up, Ryan Leaf scheduled to be with us. We this will be good. dive into a variety of topics 
with the former number two overall pick and get his take on the pressure related to the NFL draft and expectations. And Chad, you bring up a good topic of discussion with him on great fits and perfect situations for quarterbacks that are deemed top 10 talent, but need a year or two to get their legs and you know figure out the development of what's required from college to pro. Ryan Leaf joins us next on OutKick. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network. We are live at 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, Hutton and Withrow with Hot Mike. Hope you subscribe to the Outkick channel if you're watching on YouTube right now. And pleased to be joined by Ryan Leaf, friend of the show and doing great things with the Straight Line Pod and, and much more. Gave us a great Mexican restaurant recommendation in L.A. when we were there for the Super he did, Bowl. Indeed. So he's a man of many talents. Yeah. Many talents. Ryan, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? Good to see you. Good to talk to you. How, uh, how's everything treating you down there in Nashville? Solid. Solid. Chad's hoping for rain, quite frankly, because uh, he doesn't want to start his uh, eight and under softball game that he coaches and then have it rained out in the second or third inning. Yeah, it's one of those. It's an 8U softball game. I am the pitcher, the coach pitch pitcher in the game, Ryan, and I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. currently texting with the league director, and I'm like, <laughs> if you're looking at this forecast, we're going to get 30 minutes into this game. <laughs> And it's going to be a thunder shower, 100% chance of rain. And I'm coaching six to eight year olds. So please call this game off before we get into it. Don't just look at the, don't pick up the grass and throw the grass in the air and look at the weather now. Let's try to pro project what's going to happen, just like we're going to project with you what's going to happen with these quarterbacks in the NFL draft. Hunt, see how I tied it all in yeah. in the end? I that's tied it all together. That's in how the it's end. going to Nashville, Ryan. Yeah, that's how we tied it in. Um, what, can we start with what's Bill Polian? What, what's the beef? with Polian today why does this continue to crop back up with the draft day story I'm, I'm on your Twitter feed you're going back and forth with people about things um I think for for years and years and years I just whatever anybody had to say about me uh because I just didn't think I was worthwhile enough to stick up for myself uh it was more 
um, okay with kind of just being crapped on because that's kind of how I felt as a person. And, uh, you know, I've come to a place where I really, I like who I see in the mirror and, uh, and I'm just not gonna, I'm just not, you know, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to allow people to continue to kind of bully and belittle me, uh, with, with, with falsehoods. Um, cause you know, I already had enough character defects through the process and those are good enough. You know, you don't have to embellish the story at all. So I was just, um, I was just adamant that he, that he stopped lying first off. And, uh, and, uh, um, and so I called him out and sure enough, you know, Bill and I had a conversation this morning on the phone finally. Um, and I think we came to a, a good resolution, um, around where we were at. Uh, I stuck to my guns. You know, I was adamant about uh, the things that I knew to be true, and uh, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to hear it anymore. And so uh, I think we came to a good place. Um, probably didn't need to use the expl- uh, expletive expletive like I did in the tweet, but you know, I just uh, feel a lot more comfortable in my skin because I know my truth. And you know what that story was was just really a. Just, you know, just to beat me up more on things that you didn't have to, you didn't have to make up things to beat me up. I, I gave you enough stuff to beat me up on that really happened. And so, uh, you know, I think, I think, I think we handled it like adults eventually and, and we're, and we got to a good place. I just, I was interested. Thanks for letting me start there because I, I just find it interesting that it comes up now and, you know, it's been all oh, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that he's him and Bruce Arians have been telling that story for 20, 20 years. And so I just never, I just what, never so clap what, back. What I part just of like, it is? What part of it is wrong? Like, where, where do you? Where does this? You've been, you've, you, you said you've allowed them to crap on you, right? Like, what, what, what part of the story is just a bold-faced lie, as you say? Uh, that I've ever met Bill Polian or had a conversation with Jim Moore. That I told them when they said, "What are you going to do when you?" if we were to draft you and you could come in a week from now and you're like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to Vegas with my boys for seven to 10 days. I mean, absolute nonsense, just absolute nonsense. Uh, there were a couple things in the, other things in the article about how my agent declined a private workout. The only thing I knew I was better at was being an athlete than Peyton Manning, right? I knew I could out athlete. So heck yeah. Give me a private workout. Now I have, you know, I have a call into my agent, and if he went behind my back and did something, then then I really feel disappointed that uh, um, that I wasn't uh, involved in that conversation. Uh, he also stated that uh, the San Diego Chargers were granted a private workout, and on the way stadium, Bobby Bethard after our private workout, and the Indianapolis Colts on the way in to my pro day workout, Bobby Bethard then looked at him and said, in implying that my workout was horrible. That hey, are you? In, would you guys be interested in uh, trading the pick? So there was just a lot of nonsense around it. Also, uh, at the combine, um, everybody knew I had to go get an MRI for the Bears. That's why I missed the meeting with the Colts. And Jim Moore went crazy the next day because they told a story that that I missed it on purpose. And it, so these were just things that have been ongoing. Bruce Arians continues to tell the same story, and. Uh, like I said, I wasn't going to put up with them um, bullying me and, and, and belittling me anymore because, you know, 
I I've taken ownership for everything I've done. Like, I don't have a problem doing that, but if it's not true, then don't do it. And so, uh, you know, I just, I let them know. And uh, a lot of people have my back because I think people knew the truth. Well, it's, it's an annual story, right? With, with some of these things and people bringing your name up, Ryan, I feel like every year around this time, you know, is, is it a frustrating time? I know you've sat on this for a while and finally cleared the air and said, hey, that's not true, these things that are being said about me. But you said previously you'd kind of learn how to deal with it and just took it. But does it get frustrating at times when you hear, oh, oh no, well, I didn't, I, I avoid didn't, this I, guy? I, I, never learned, I never learned how to take it. I just was – I thought I was a POS. Yeah. I thought I, wasn't, I thought I wasn't worth standing up for. Very bottom of the earth. I thought I – shouldn't be alive. I thought I should be dead because of who I was. And uh, so there was no self-esteem to even attempt to be like, I'm more, I was more comfortable in somebody calling me um, human being than someone giving me a compliment. So um, I think once you find that surrender and that peace, you know, um, there is, there's something to that. And, I also think the fact that, um, you know, owning everything that I have, like I own it. I know my truth. I know telling my story because I don't lie about it. It's always the case. And so, um, you know, there's, there's accountability to it. And so I just, Hey, I just, I just held somebody accountable. Um, we had a good conversation. He apologized. Um, colleagues um you know we're we're able to move forward and that's exactly the resolution me and my family wanted through the process and you know luckily for me i have an unbelievable platform like you know i i'm on good morning football every week Uh, i have my own show i'm on sirius xm radio all the time like i have a different platform and i think that maybe may may have something to do with it too like i didn't feel i felt i was in a safe space that's that's incredibly meaningful Brian Leaf is with us, and if you haven't had the chance to check out the Straight Line Pod, absolutely do it. And if you get the opportunity to hear him speak at a city near you, uh, absolutely go and hear his story. Um, and it, it's I, I've had the chance to do that. That's where Ryan and I connected. Uh, I, I'll vouch for you there too, Ryan, because it's it's amazing how you're you can stay stand up and vouch for things that you did versus where you're going. And you know it's right. it's commendable. Well, well, and I'm glad you had the conversation with Polian. Um, what is what is it like going through the scrutiny of an NFL draft process, not just as a player, but as a quarterback, and not just as a quarterback, but a top prospect? Because we're a week out, and I, Chad and I discussed the the cyclical nature of the draft process and the the prospects where. One one guy's going number one overall. All of a sudden, he's falling down draft boards uh, a month later. But now, all of a sudden, Bryce Young's back up at number one when C.J. Stroud was apparently there, and now he's not there anymore. Just the, the mental state of being that age and going through this process. What's it like? Well, if your agent's doing the uh, if your agent's doing the, the 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 job he's supposed to be doing, he's made it very clear to you that don't believe anything you hear out there. Zero. Uh, this decision was made weeks ago, uh, who Carolina was going to take. They, th- this didn't just change 
uh, a couple of days ago, a new story came out, this, that, and the other. Um, Frank Reich, Jim Caldwell, they knew who they were drafting first overall uh, plenty of uh, time ago. And so um, this is all for show. This is all for the for you and I. It's for content. It's for the, the news and everything like that. Uh, but like I said, um, you know, you can't – the only team that knows exactly what they're going to do are the Carolina Panthers. Everybody else has to wait and see what falls ahead of them. Carolina knows a long time. I still think it's C.J. Stroud. Uh, I think this whole thing is a whole smoke show, um, and it has been for some time. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, and there's been some rumbling that David Tepper has stepped in and maybe had and voiced his opinion. I think that would be a mistake. He hired these men, Frank Reich, Jim Caldwell, to make this decision, and if all of a sudden he starts micromanaging uh, in this situation, I think that would do uh, a very, very big disservice uh, to his new coaching staff, and I think it would already – you know, start off in a, in a poor direction because of it. So the story today is that C.J. Stroud had a very bad S2 cognitive test score. No one cares about Wonderlick scores or S2 test scores about any other position other than quarterback, right? I mean, if you're yeah. evaluating another player, it doesn't matter. The background of the player, the family life of the player, none of that really matters for other positions, but it does matter, I guess, for quarterbacks. My question, Ryan, is how much should tests like these matter? in evaluating these quarterbacks if you're a front office for an NFL team? Um, less than zero. It's it's absolutely um, a hot topic point. I, I get it. I mean, I remember when we were taking the Wonderlick test. I just – Peyton and I were sitting next to each other while we were taking it. Him and I looked at each other like, what the, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> I mean, this is – how stupid is this? And uh, I'm sure that's exactly how these guys feel. I mean, they want to do well. Don't get me wrong. You always want to compete and everything like that. But I mean, if you want to put it in, in perspective, Peyton went on to be a Hall of Famer, won a super, couple Super Bowls, and I went on play for four years and be considered one of the biggest busts. And our, our Wonderlick scores were exactly the same. So, you know, it's it's in the mind of the of the the holder of these these test scores. It's whoever wants to use that data to be part of their variables. I tell you right now that the scouts, the GMs, the coaches, when they come back with the grade from watching the film on the field against defenses, um, and uh, I don't know if C.J. Stroud was, uh, um, I don't know if there was anybody better than C.J. Stroud out there at deciphering, uh, using his cognitive uh, uh, mindset to to decipher defenses, make the right play, uh, and execute. So, you know, I again, I think this is just I don't know where the smear campaigns coming from, why this was leaked, all the things like that. I mean, the stuff we've seen over the last few days, Brady Quinn talking about how he ghosted the Mannings, you know, the first first family of football didn't didn't uh, kneel and kiss the ring type of mentality. I mean, all this stuff. I'm, it was it was good to see Ryan Clark and a few other guys really kind of clap back at it. And I think this is nonsense. Um you know, if he were to fall down the draft ladder because of it, I, I, you know, I think that would be uh, amazing because he'd ended up in a place probably much better than the likes of Carolina or Houston and uh, and maybe get a chance to really perform. But um, I think Frank Reich and Jim Caldwell, who who was my quarterback coach in Tampa, um, I think they know what they're doing and I think they've known for a long time. I'm glad you brought that up about fit and, and what may be right for the player isn't always the being the highest draft pick and the initial money you're going to get. 
we had this conversation earlier, Ryan, about you being maybe the perfect person to ask about this in the importance of a player getting to a spot based maybe even on their own psychology that the pressure system is right, right? Where you're going to a place where maybe you're sitting for a little bit or maybe you're not, but either way, there's a different level of pressure that comes with it and the supporting cast is going to be different. Your coaches are going to be different, but finding that right sweet spot for one of these quarterbacks, just how important is that for the longevity of their career? Well, it's huge. It's just absolutely imperative, but they have no say in it. I, my hope was is that quarterbacks that were considered to be top draft picks would start to use that leverage a little bit more. You know, we saw Eli Manning do it. Um, I knew that, like, if I knew the leverage that I had in 98, um, I would have done everything in my power to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, an organization that had a, a historic history of doing the right thing, of supporting players, just all the process. I, that's what I would have done. But most of us, this is a dream. Like, this is, this is something that we've been dreaming about since we were kids. And just the fact that we're going to get a chance to do it, we don't question it necessarily until maybe things are too late. And I don't think enough ownership has been laid at the feet of these organizations where they may draft an individual like myself who certainly wasn't ready to be the star, wasn't ready to be the leader of men, um, or Anthony Richardson in this case, who I have a third-round grade on, and yet most likely he may go in the top five. And if you don't have a plan in place for him, you are absolutely, you know, risking everything with him. And then you can kind of just walk away with the rookie salary cap. You could, I mean, if he, if he crashes and burns and everybody wants to call him a bust, you can walk away, go get another quarterback. And everybody lays that at the feet of Anthony Richardson. One heck, guess what? He didn't get, he didn't get, he didn't choose to go top five. He just wanted to play football. The fact that you laid that to him, is a huge part of this. And, um, and I've been saying that over and over this offseason. I don't know if, I, if I'm the only one actually advocating for Anthony Richardson's health, mental health, um, career moving forward, but it seems like I might be. And uh, uh, some people hit me over the head with like, I'm, I'm trying to keep a man down. It's just, not, it's just not the case at all. You know, it is absolutely about caring for these players and wanting the best for them. I don't want anybody to be a bust. Like I don't want someone to come along with more expectation and take over my slot at the very top. And it's the last thing I want to do. Right. I, I, I want everybody to have is just have this amazing journey and be the most successful person they can at this level. So, um, you know, being in the, in the business that I'm in now where I'm actually broadcasting and uh, and doing content and, and and analyzing this being around the NFL draft, it's been it's been pretty pretty great to be able to kind of talk about that uh, from from someone from my perspective. I don't think there's a lot of people in the game that could have that type of perspective and understanding around what what it means and what it goes through. And I don't think there's very you know two variables you can't quantify are how you're going to deal with with earth shattering money that's changing because of nil. But the other one is how are these guys going to deal with abject failure public eye with a microscope on you you cannot cannot prepare yourself for for what that looks like and and what happens when those expectations are so incredibly high ryan leaf with us uh, across the outkick network a host of the straight line podcast um 
I'm going to get your take on two wide receivers because I've, I've seen what you've said, and I'm fascinated by the comparison for Quentin Johnston. Can we start there? And then um, Denzel Mims, who you have a very high respect for. Marvin. Oh, excuse me, Marvin. Yes. And, and, and where, where you think the value is for him. But let's start with Johnston and who he reminds you of. I don't, you know, I don't like doing this, and I don't do it often. Right. I don't make comparisons to, to current players. If I do make comparisons, it's usually about who they are when they come out of college. It reminds me a ton of Randy Moss. It, the, the length, the size, speed, the way he can take over games, that – that reminds me of Randy Moss coming out of Marshall. Now, I had no idea, no one had any idea that Randy would take over the NFL by storm like that, become a Hall of Famer. But this guy has those, those abilities. And so that's the comparison I'm making. So that's the capability I think he has if he were drafted in a place where he would get an opportunity to do something like this. And, um, you know, I hate doing that because I don't, I don't want to put any pressure on the kid. Um, uh, but he reminds me a ton of that uh, of Randy Mouse coming out of college. What he does with that talent, because uh, I think there's a lot of players that come out of college with similar backgrounds to some of the, the NFL's greats that don't necessarily live up to it. Um, but he has an opportunity because of his talent and and uh, what he's able to do out there as a receiver playing and, football. And he's different than the other guys with his size, right? Like that. That's that's yes. also fascinating. This is a, this is a smaller this is a smaller yeah. draft in terms of receivers and. Stature. Steal of the draft. Marvin Mims. Why? I love I love this young man. He is something special. He played in Jeff Levy's offense, which is really similar to a pro style offense and what he does, the play calls. If you go sit in the film room with Jeff Levy, all the cutups are NFL plays. All of them. It's pro style offense. And uh, he led the nation in yards per reception. He's an absolute burner. He's incredibly football IQ savvy. Um, he can be a punt returner, a kick returner. So I, I have him as my third wide receiver. He's not going to get drafted that high. That's, that's me. He's going to be a steal for somebody. And just like Detroit got with Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think this is kind of the similar thing that could happen for him. Is there a quarterback version for you uh, in, in that regard, meaning the, the, we're, we're, all we've done is talk about the top four guys. Uh, is there another yeah. QB that comes to mind that you think can have just a solid career and, and be a, a solid pro for a second or third contract? I, I like Hendon Hooker. The age thing, you know, is something to think about simply because, you know, you're starting a rookie out at, at 25, 26 years old, but He's got incredible experience. He is in so accurate. He doesn't turn it over. I think if he doesn't blow his knee out, he's in the conversation with these other four guys. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's a team on the back end of the first round that moves in to get that fifth-year option for him because he can't play this year most likely. Like, it, And even if he could a little bit, he goes to a team with a quarterback, coach can say, hey, you know, he's not ready. His knees has, hasn't got to where it needs to be. Also – I really like Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. Uh, and this has shifted a little bit for me because I watched him all through college. I just you know, felt at times he disappeared. Chip Kelly's offense is incredibly difficult to, to maneuver. He did it for five seasons. 
Um, smart. He's a winner. Um, he's a leader. All these things. And so he's a guy I think that could be the vein of a, of a of a Jalen Hurts. Those are my comparison to the two guys and what they can do and how what he was when he came out. Now I have a second round grade for him. Anybody else necessarily does, so I doubt he goes in the second round. And I suspect he could be a late third or the fourth round guy, and I think could be in a real, real solid position to maybe you know kind of be the be the Desmond Ritter of this year's draft and get an opportunity pretty quick to be a player. Ryan Leaf has been with us uh, on Outkick. Good as always. Congrats on where everything's headed, man. I you've got the podcast. You mentioned what you're doing. It's it's. I mean, you're you're steamrolling right now. Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, guy you know 10 years ago i was sitting in a prison cell and now i'm talking to you from my new home here in connecticut my family's outside the door um you know and i get to talk ball for a living i mean that's if you'd have told me that 10 years ago i would have told you you're absolutely nuts that's there's no way that's even possible at all so um there's a lot of gratitude in the leaf family household uh, every day. And uh, it's been awesome to get to know you guys, uh, develop our relationship, our friendship uh, over the past couple years. And, you know, I think that's maybe the biggest thing and the biggest change that's come from all of this is that I was such a narcissist. You know, it was always about me all the time. And now I make relationships and friendships like this, where I care about what you have to say. I listen to it. I hear, I ask about your families. Those are things I never thought about before. And so it's really cool to, you know, finally be able to find that, you know, at 40, 47 years old. That's, that's, that's a blessing. And you turned us on to Casa Vega in yeah. LA. So we appreciate that as well. Ryan, congrats on all the success, yeah. man. Yeah. Really, really appreciate and, this. Hope, this is great. I hope your son's doing well too. I, I should have mentioned that. He's, yeah. He's going to be he's throwing fastballs. He's, he's, he's peering through the, the, the window at me right now. He's, yeah, it, speaking of your little league, he starts his uh, his little league uh, um, tomorrow. And side note, it's with the Trumbull Little League, um, which, if you remember correctly, Trumbull, Connecticut, won the the College World Series back in the '80s. So That's there's a awesome. there's a history there. Chris Drury, remember? Yeah. He, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, pitched, went, played in the NHL. Yeah, that was right here in uh, on Trumbull, Connecticut. So he. He's on the Cubs, which I love. The Cubs are my favorite team, so he's psyched. We're going to start tomorrow. That's awesome. You have to know, too, my game is officially canceled. That happened over the course of this interview. So There you go. Good for you, yeah. Dad. Yeah. Good for you, Dad. Friday night off. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Ryan, thank you, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, boys, have a good night. Same to you. Uh, Ryan Leaf there. Uh, genuine, genuine guy. And love his, his honesty with the backstory with with Poli and I, you know, he's responding to people on Twitter asking questions, and I bring it up because it's it's you know all he's tweeting about today yeah. in response, and I'm I'm glad I'm he glad told you the brought story. it up. I didn't know it was going on, so that was great. Coming up, we uh, we discuss what we're going to be, what we feel like will be the storyline on Monday when we return from the weekend. That's next on Hot Mike. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Amazing quote from Steve Kime, the former general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. He was on The Herd with Colin Coward. Said, uh, Kime said that Nick Bosa, during the 2019 draft, warned him and warned Cliff Kingsbury in the pre-draft visit, quote, I think you guys are probably going to take that little quarterback. And if you do, I will haunt you for the rest of your career. Ex-general manager Steve Kime telling that to Colin Coward. That that's, is that's awesome. amazing. <laughs> I like Nick Bosa a lot more now. I will haunt you for the rest of your career. Incredible. And if you do, I will haunt you for the rest of your career. I can't wait to check out the rest of that interview. Yeah, that's really uh, good. And he looks good, which is good, because he missed halfway through the season last year for uh, health reasons. Yeah, some health issues. Yes. Uh, Chad, what's the storyline we're talking about on Monday from the weekend? Storyline we're talking about on Monday. Let me see what's happening over the weekend. Well, the I've NBA playoffs are happening. Um, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say we have not seen the end of player altercation mm. in the NBA. I think there's going to be another storyline. I don't know if it's a kick again. I don't know if we can be consistent with the kicking, but there's going to be something that's going to get someone ejected, and it's going to be a talking point come Monday. Dylan and Brooks, I think all this is good for the NBA. Dylan Brooks could be at the forefront of this. He's got to live uh, up I to the trash some, talk. Some legit so animosity. LeBron, some wrong. legit animosity is not bad for these playoffs. I believe on Monday we'll be discussing the Golden State Warriors and how foolish we all were to expect them dead to rights down 0-2 in the first series against the Sacramento Kings. I already feel foolish for saying they were going to get swept. I mean, I'm I'm saying I I can sense the champions not lying down, and now they're going to rise. Rise the Warriors. World champions. World champions. Uh, Fun week. Chase Utley, great clip. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, big thanks to the crew here uh, with the uh, Outkick staff. For more, you can go to outkick.com. We stream live there starting at 3 p.m. Eastern uh, again on Monday, but also at Outkick on the YouTube channel. Just search out Outkick. Hit the subscribe button. You can see all the shows across the network. And you can also watch on demand clips, live broadcasts, and more. Hope you'll join us on Monday. Big show planned there as it will finally be the week of the NFL draft. Yes. It's upon us. Have a great weekend, everyone. For Hutton and Withrow, Southkick, and Hot Mike.